Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I got to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors, Athletic Greens. Listen, I'm always looking for ways to make my morning routine as simple as possible, which is why I've really come to love and trust AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's hard for me to keep up with a supplement routine that comes with a bunch of different products, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Their all-in-one formula makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional bases with just one scoop that's packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality. Gives me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. All you have to do is mix one scoop of powder in cold water once a day. I like to shake it up with a couple of cubes of frozen lemon juice for a little extra something fun. I think it makes it taste good. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. That's athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Check it out. Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes Candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. So today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, Faith Yuri Cho. Listen, Faith is the CEO and founder of the Honor Summit, which is a nonprofit organization that centers Asian American women in the mission of God. She's been a gospel preacher since she was like 19 years old, you guys. And alongside her husband, Pastor David Cho, Faith is the co-founder and co-pastor of Mosaic Covenant Church in New Jersey. Faith just released her debut book called Experiencing Friendship with God. Oh, y'all, the book is beautiful. It is really one of those that will help us see how fulfilling a true connection with the Lord can be, especially during seasons of pain and loneliness, questioning what it means to live for God. I think you're really going to love getting to know Faith and learning from her. Also, this is a fun episode because Faith being in New Jersey and me being in New York, she just hopped on over to New York City. We went down to the Hepzibah house and recorded this episode in person. It was so fun. I just adore her and thankful that we got to record multiple episodes at the Hepzibah House here in New York. So here is my conversation from the Hepzibah House with my friend, Faith Yuri Cho. Faith Yuri Cho, welcome to That Sounds Fun. I'm so glad to be here. I mean, our friends who watch on Insta Story know this, but you are the first guest I'm getting to interview while I'm in New York. What an honor. At the Hepzibah House. I mean, this place is so cool. Yeah, such a legend to just to be here. 
Right. I mean, they yeah. were like, Corey Ten Boom was here. Elizabeth right. Elliott was here. I was like, I've never been listed amongst. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> yeah, this is not the list I'm usually involved in. Okay, tell me why y'all live up here. Yeah, well, we planted a church okay. in northern New Jersey. And so um, my husband and I and our four kids and our two dogs, yeah. we live in Paramus. And it's just a party. I mean, church planting in the pandemic was something else. Dude, so oh, much yeah. of your book revolves around like yeah. the wilderness of oh, church yeah. planting in 2020. Mm -hmm. A lot of our friends, I'm hearing this. I was out on the road with a couple of our mutual friends this mm -hmm. weekend, and I'm hearing so many women leaders say, okay, I need a break. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. 2020 was hard. We hustled. Mm -hmm. We church planted. We right. um, still led online. We still mm -hmm. wrote. We created things. Books came out. Conferences were born <laughs> in 21 and yep. 22. And in 23, everybody is out of gas. Are yeah. you hearing that too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I could tell. I mean, because there was this adrenaline. Right. Right. Um, and especially leadership, we tend to thrive off of the chaos. Oh, listen, I can triage discipleship like nobody's <laughs> yes. business. Yeah. Yeah. So I think at a certain point, adrenaline runs out. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we have to lean in into the real, real, the eternal thing, the forever thing, which is yeah. just our intimacy with the presence of God. So for all any of our friends listening that I, I'm thinking about, it's November. It's the end of the year. Mm hmm. It's the first semester is almost over. So we're about to break in for all of our moms like you. We're about to bust into all the Christmas parties, oh, all yeah. the holiday things, shopping. Mm -hmm. And so many people, wherever they are leading, are tired. Yeah. The mom who is responding to you saying, press into the presence of God. Or the single woman who's in student ministry right. or leading at her church mm -hmm. who is saying, I mean, sounds good, except mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am exhausted. Yep. What's that spot? What do you do when you're so yeah. tired? I mean, we're going to dig into experiencing friendship with God because this book's incredible, but start mm -hmm. there. Start with the tired people. Oh, yeah. And I've been there, and I do share about it a lot in the book. I would say we're tired because it feels like there's a distance, a chasm that we have to close by our own strength. I always feel that face. Yes. And it's embarrassing for you to nail me that hard <laughs> in the first three minutes. I do feel that. I feel like yeah. it is mine Absolutely. to fix. Right. And in a way, intimacy is our debt to pay just because we have a life to live, Dude. you know, and in a way we're constantly living as if our lives are in competition with our relationship with Jesus. But then yeah. what he's done for us is not that fragile. And instead of compartmentalizing and separating our intimacy with the Lord, with the rest of our lives, we start to include him. Mm. So for those that feel just tired and having no strength to in a way revitalize their walk with Jesus. And I get that. I would say, acknowledge him. Don't run to him. Don't look for him. Don't strive for him. Mm -hmm. Don't try to earn him or perform for him, mm -hmm. but acknowledge him because by the blood of Jesus, he is with you. He never went anywhere. Yeah. You say this really interesting thing in the book. We're just going to jump in mm -hmm. about the Holy Spirit how the Holy Spirit is loyal. Oh, yeah. I just sat in my apartment, teary-eyed, mm. reading the idea. I mean, it's the same thing you're saying. It's not my chasm to close. The Holy Spirit yeah. is loyal to me. I almost yeah. said loyal to me, too. And that's <laughs> not even it. He yeah. is loyal to me. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit? I think, I think we need to be reminded of right. that. Right. Yeah. And when we think of loyalty, I think oftentimes it could be such a vanilla concept. But loyalty is fierce, it is tough, it is 
gritty. Um, it says in the Bible that the Holy Spirit can be grieved and quenched, meaning mm. he has feelings. He's responsive. Yeah. He sees everything that we do. He hears every thought that we have and it hurts. And I mean, it hurts sometimes, obviously, because we're not perfect. And the best of friends are the long suffering ones. Right. It's the ones that will remain with you when you are just unlovable. It's the ones that will remain with you even if you do not even like them. Yeah. Right. And it never says that the Holy Spirit just walks away just because you've grieved him. Mm. It never says that he walks away just because you've quenched him because that bond is that bond of blood, the blood of Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. You talk in the book about how it just like a pregnant woman doesn't forget she's pregnant, mm-hmm. but isn't really doing anything yeah. to grow. I mean, the baby is just growing. Right. And as you were talking about that, I was thinking about all the things I've made mm. and all the because I haven't had any kids yet. Right. Mm-hmm. But of all the things I've made, mm. of all the things I'm watching other people make, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, there are things growing in us all the time. I mean, I, I don't know if you know, I had surgery in August mm. and had a, a cyst removed mm. and it was five and a half pounds. It was like, oh my gosh, it was a real deal so little cyst in that. my belly. Yeah. I was growing it and didn't know. Right. Right. So yeah. <laughs> I knew my body was changing, but I didn't know right. what was going on. Yeah. Help us identify like, how do we know if the Holy Spirit is doing something in us that isn't ready to be birthed, but is growing like mm. writing a book? Or starting a ministry, or a family, or yeah. someone to date. How do we know yeah. when the Holy Spirit is growing something else? Yeah, I think in that we don't know. Oh, that's it, right? We don't know. We don't. And this is the thing: is a, it wheat and weeds? I I would say a lot of the Christian conversations is a lot about breakthrough, destiny. What is he going to do with this? You know, what is he going to do with my pain? How am I going to be rewarded? Yeah. As if the purpose of the wilderness is the promised land. Oh, boy. As if the point of this wilderness. You're about to hurt somebody's feelings, (laughs) As if the point of this wilderness is to be a better person Mm. or to get to a better place. Yeah, just get to the other side. Right. Yeah. But then when we live like that, we're just constantly disappointed because ultimately the purpose of our lives and the purpose of the wilderness mm-hmm. is not for the promised land, but it's for the presence of God. So when our focus is, well, how do I know he's writing the book in me? How do I know he's preparing me for that ministry that's going to reach the thousands and the millions? Like, how do I know that? And the point is, we don't know that because that's not the purpose of what we are going through. Mm. The purpose of what we are going through is to befriend his presence. I mean, dude, okay, where you talk about God can do more. This sentence, the idea you slid this into page 140, Faith, is so brutal. (laughs) God can do more with your loyalty in the wilderness than you can do by yourself in the promised land. Absolutely. Are we always in the wilderness? Mm, That's a good question. I think yes and no. I think I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's a yes and no question. I think as long as we are on this side of heaven... There's always going to be a wandering. There's always going to be a waiting for heaven, for yeah. the things that we were created for, that ultimate perfect communion with the presence of God. But at the same time, yes, I do believe there, I do believe in the concept of breakthrough. 
Yeah. I do believe in the concept of next seasons. I do believe in the concept of um, God bringing us to new levels. These are all wonderful things that come with the presence of God. But like I said, so much of our focus is let me pray really hard so that I could become a revivalist. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) or let me start this blog so that I could become uh, an author. Yeah. You know, because I believe that I have big 2012 vibes right there. Big 2012 energy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think when we do that, we often find ourselves burnt out, disillusioned and just running on fumes just because that's not the fuel. Well, the funny thing. okay, is this true in your life, too? I'm thinking about my friends. And this has been true of me, too, where like ministry life feels like breakthrough, but Mm. dating life is a wilderness Mm. or your physical health is a wilderness, but your prayer life is breakthrough. Is that, is that true in your life too? Are there areas? I mean, is that how it's, when I read your book, I had this moment (laughs) of like, oh, we are always having breakthrough and yet we are always in the wilderness. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's absolutely real. And that's absolutely possible. I remember just even while writing this book, I mean, I, people people have this misconception of me, like just because I wrote this book that they think I'm on just always just this cloud nine. Right? Uh-huh. Right, 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 like, right, just, right. Oh, yeah, right. always. You sorted it out now. Yeah. The friendship with God part. Oh, I have not. I have not. Let me tell you. I remember while writing this book, we were on a beach trip with my four kids, which is not a vacation. How old are they now? They are six to 11. So, All two years apart, stack, yes, stack, stack. That's not a vacation. That's a business trip. <laughs> that's a trip. <laughs> that's a business trip, let me tell you. Um, and I remember, I mean, during the three to four days, I did not read the Bible. I mm. did not feel God. I, And to be honest, and it wasn't just that vacation. I just kind of was in a season as I was writing certain chapters where yeah. the prayers weren't coming out of me. Wow. You know, and I... In a way, I felt like an imposter. Like, how am I supposed to write about certain experiences if I'm not experiencing anything? Yeah. You know, and I remember there was this moment that I had while I was in the beach. And um, what, my kids were complaining about the meal. And it's just one of the worst feelings in the world as a mom. And, oh, I'm sure. And I remember looking into the ocean and just telling God, I do not feel you. I do not have peace. I know conceptually you're there. But yeah. I don't, I don't. If to be honest, I'd rather just be watching something on my phone. And I sat there and I felt the invitation of the Lord just to sit there. Mm. And I sat there not saying anything. He didn't tell me anything. They didn't, there wasn't this groundbreaking revelation that he gave me. Silence with friends is meaningful and significant, you know, and silence with God allows the creator to create in us the things that we do not have. Mm. And so as I sat there, I remember around the 20 minute mark, just sitting there, acknowledging that he's there with me, but not saying anything, not hearing anything. And I started to feel peace. You know, I started to feel a calm, a closeness. It wasn't exhilarating in the sense of I wasn't weeping I wasn't laughing but I didn't have peace and the creator created it did you feel it in your body like it actually felt in your body or just in your mind um I would say both because when your mind starts to relax your body starts to relax and I would say here's the thing I have a Pentecostal background. Hey, me too, girl. Let's go. I don't know if you could tell. Let's (laughs) go. So there is this stream of thought where it's like, oh, it's like a body experience and it takes all of your being. And I would say the spectrum of experiencing friendship with the presence of God, it's a very wide spectrum. Mm. And every day you could have great expectation 
of the Holy Spirit, but you shouldn't go in with an agenda. Mm, You know, as in, I expect God to be with me. I expect God to minister to me. I expect God to be good as I approach him. Now, how that should feel, that's not up to me. That is the meat versus the milk of faith, I think. Yeah. Because my younger self expected God to show up in uh, not one way. I knew better, Mm -hmm. but I thought three ways. (laughs) Right. Right. I thought it'll be this, this, or this, but God will show up. And then when he picked way seven, I was like, nah, dog, I didn't agree to that, you know? But you're right. The older you get, or not even in age, but in experience with God, I think the more we're able to say, I am just coming to you and what you hand me is what is for me. Yes, absolutely. And it's not always going to be weeping and it's not always going to be just joyful praise. Yeah. Sometimes it is a stillness. Yeah. And it is just a gentle peace. You know, and I think when we start to nitpick in our experiences, to be honest, then we could, anybody could feel like they are not in friendship with the Lord. Wow. When, if we had that standard with any other relationship with our lives, saying to our friends or our spouses or yep. our church members, I do not believe in this relationship unless I feel a certain way. <laughs> right. It's just, that ain't it. Right, that not, ain't it. That's just not going to happen. Uh-uh. But yet we feel like it's okay to do that to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You are convicting me as we sit here. You're right. I don't expect it from any other relationship. I go to dinner with a friend and I don't have, they have three options of how they respond to the thing I'm going to tell them or what they're going to say to me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Pros. Okay, you've probably heard me sing the praises of Pros and their truly custom-made to order hair care. But switching to a custom routine from Pros is one of the best things I have done for my hair. And listen, y'all are saying on the internet, Annie, your hair, Annie, your hair, New York is good for your hair. No, you guys, it's Pros. It's Pros. (laughs) All you have to do is take their hair consultation quiz. We love a quiz. And answer questions on everything from the climate where you live to the issues you have with your hair, your hair type and texture, and your eating habits. Then they analyze those 85 personal factors and handpick clean ingredients to get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. And if I ever need to change my answers, which I absolutely did because my address changed, like living in New York, or because the seasons changed their review and refine tools allowed me to go in and tweak my information. So I made sure I was getting the most helpful to me formula for this season of my life. Custom made to order hair care from pros has your name all over it, you guys. Just take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 50% off your first subscription order today, plus 15% off and free shipping on every subscription order after that, y'all. That is such a good deal. Go to pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun to get your free in-depth hair consultation and 50% off your first subscription order. And one more amazing partner to tell you about, Indeed. Is hiring challenging? Yes, you guys. Yes, it is. Do we love a challenge? Yes, we do. But when we need a hiring partner that can help you rise to that challenge, it is Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed does the hard work for you. When we're ready to hire again at AFD Inc. or the That Sounds Fun Network, we always use Indeed. They show you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after 
after you post so you can hire faster. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. The offer is good for a limited time, so claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Just go to Indeed.com slash sounds fun and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Okay, now back to our conversation with Faith. One of the things, you wrote a couple of things in the book that I've never thought about before. So Mm. thank you because you're teaching me Mm. so much. And that I hope that comes across right. I mean, concepts that we have a mind blown emoji button. That's what I mean, that there are concepts that kind of blew my mind. Mm-hmm. One of them is when you tell us how to like actually practice like the mystery of God's presence, mm. you talk about, I mean, you're, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful section. Draw close no matter what you feel. Yeah. Stay with the Lord. Turn to scripture. But then you say, practice sacred assumption. Yeah. When I tell you, Faith, I've never thought of sacred assumption. I've thought about sacred imagination. I've watched mm-hmm. teachings on your God using your imagination. Yeah. We all need sacred assumption. Will you teach us what that is? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, a great example, a side example of this is, you know, when a loved one doesn't text back or or they use a period, God forbid, Uh, instead of an exclamation point. Right. Or in their email. What usually happens in us, we start to practice assumptions like, oh, my gosh, they're upset at me or, Uh you know, I did something wrong or Mm -hmm. um, and we start to practice these assumptions that often poison reality. We do the same thing with God. Um, If we're in this season of waiting in our lives, oftentimes we could assume God has abandoned us. He has rejected us. It is our way of filling in for a narrative that we don't have yet. It's our way of filling in the blanks because guess what? The Holy Spirit is so vast and God is so big that there is bound to be some mystery that shouldn't be a discouragement to us because it's just a testament of how great he is. But often we miss out on getting to know that greatness because we practice such negative assumptions of God. If he didn't answer your prayer about a loved one and the worst case scenario came to be and you practice this assumption of, well, I guess God just doesn't answer my prayers then. Mm. Or I guess God just isn't good. Or I guess he's just harsh. Or maybe this is just some cruel means for me to be sanctified and and holy. Mm. And if we start to practice those things, that is what bears a wall. It it just builds a wall between us and the presence of God. Yeah, I'm... I'm hyperlinking in my mind for all of our listeners back to a conversation they heard in October with Micah and Shereen Eldridge about building a prayer team. Mm. And they talked about if we would have believed God didn't answer prayers when things didn't go the way we thought, we wouldn't have prayed this. And this thing that God did do, we would have stopped before he did this. And, And you giving me this like sacred assumption idea is turning into like, no, God is here. Oh, yeah. I should assume God is operating on my behalf. Yes. So there are families listening who want more kids that haven't been able to have them. Absolutely. There are single people listening, the person sitting across from you Mm -hmm. who would like to be married and is not Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. How do we sacred assume things about God that have been decades, years in the wanting? Right. How long do we assume 
sacredly in God's direction. Until heaven. Hey. Until that's heaven. It, right? Because we have no idea what he's doing with our story. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is Hannah's story. Yes. In First Samuel. And one of my favorite parts about this is here she is. And we just think at, the, at a certain point that this is just about a son. This is just about Hannah being barren and she just wants a son and she wants a boy. And But it's interesting because in the beginning of 1 Samuel 3, it says the word of the Lord was rare in Israel. Yeah, but then by First wow. Samuel 4, it says the word of the Lord will come to the temple and it will go to Israel. And so what created that shift? It was Samuel. So wow. what Hannah thought was just an outcry in her pain, she was shifting a she nation. She was shifting the nation. She was Dude. gifting the nation in her period of mystery. She didn't understand why she wasn't having kids. She didn't understand why God wasn't answering her prayers. But she cried out to the Lord and she went to God. And I believe there had to have been some sort of sacred assumption as she decided to give Samuel back to God. There had to have been. Because if we believe in the worst in God, how would we trust him with our with our baby boy, yeah. our only boy? Yeah. And yet as she did that, she blessed an entire nation. You know, and so until how long do we assume great things of God until the very end? That's it. Until heaven, that's because it. she probably thought, well, I guess that's it. Bringing my son back to the temple. And I guess that's yep. the conclusion of the story. No, yep. God was not done. He was blessing the nation. Yes. I have never known that. Yes. I mean, there are so many of our friends. Everyone's waiting for something. Oh, you yeah. and I are waiting for dinner because it's lunchtime, right? Oh, like yeah. everyone's waiting for something. But I don't know how often we think to ourselves, am I waiting because mm -hmm. God wants to shift something globally? Mm -hmm. Am I waiting because God wants to move through my story, through my life yeah. and people's lives that I may never know or yeah. may never see? Yeah. I mean, that has got, as a mom to young kids, mm -hmm. I mean, that just has to feel like what God is doing in my life is shaping these four people. Yep. And we have no idea how they will spin off into gospel people. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of the discouragements that people have about their daily lives, sometimes it's not tragedy, but it's the mundanity. Uh, it's the fact that you heard of Moses splitting the sea on Sunday. That's right. But on Monday, that's right. you're just changing diapers. That's right. And we, in a way, we feel like we need to chase the extraordinary to build what is real mm. with Jesus. But the significance of our lives is not marked by how many awards we win or how many accolades we attain, but it's by including the Holy Spirit in everything that we do, mm. whether it is going to the grocery store, mm -hmm. whether it is filling up your gas tank, whether it's picking up your toddler from daycare, whatever you are doing, what makes that moment supernatural, it's not the exclusion of the natural, but it's the inclusion of the presence of God. Wow. Mary did not have a podcast. She did not write books. She just had kids. Yes. That was literally all she did. And to the day she died, she probably had a tarnished reputation. Mm. Very likely, people still questioned her integrity until she died because they were wondering, well, you know, what is this virgin conception? It, you know, is was Jesus really uh, birthed from the conception of the Holy Spirit? I mean, yeah. that was such a um, unprocessed revelation back yeah. then. Yeah. But yet she is one of the most iconic members of redemptive history. Yeah. 
you know, God's not done until it's done. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so there are friends of ours listening who are dealing with that. Yeah. Who I, I There's someone I follow online, and people roast in his comments all the time, aren't you the guy who cheated on your wife mm. a decade ago? Mm. I mean, people, people say it all the time. So for our friends listening who are carrying mm. some sort of scar— yeah. from choices they made or didn't make yeah. that is following them. Yeah. How do you keep pursuing God, even if there's this like marked wilderness that you just live with now? Yeah, totally. I would say what I'm reminded of is, you know how when the two spies went to um, go to the promised land in Rahab? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. She hid them and did this yeah. whole thing. And this was right before they conquered the promised land and went in. And what I thing is so beautiful is that Rahab said, we have all heard of what God has done. Mm. We have all heard of what Yahweh has done uh, for you in Egypt, what he has done for you in the wilderness, meaning these lost people Mm. who grumbled, made mistakes, allowed their pride to get in the way, who have dishonored the Lord time and time again and have sinned, have committed idolatry and so on. We're still evangelizing to the world yeah. simply because they remained with Yahweh. Yeah. I mean, that is practicing friendship yeah. with God, right? Yes. Yes. We are not going to make a kingdom impact because we're great. Right. We're going to make a kingdom impact because we remain with him. That was technically going to be my first sentence I read, but we did not go there yet. <laughs> what if the most world-changing and history-making thing you can do yeah. is to befriend the presence of God. Yep. Jesus says, you're my friend if you obey my commands. Yep. Can anybody be friends with God? By the blood of Jesus, yes. Yeah. By faith, yes, absolutely. Because everyone is a child of God, no matter what, right? Whether mm-hmm. you ever pick him or not. Mm-hmm. But to be a friend of God, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty rare title in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like? Yeah. So in the Old Testament, there's this place called the Holy of Holies, which was hidden in the tabernacle, hidden in the temple. And it was so holy that um, a high priest could only go up once in a while, you know, and had to go through all these procedures, make all these sacrifices in order to be able to have access to the Holy of Holies. By the blood of Jesus, we carry the Holy of Holies. Mm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We, uh, there's now no more veils. There are now no more walls. There, mm-hmm. We don't have to know him through procedures nor through a high priest, but now we carry the Holy of Holies. And when we have that revelation, oh my goodness, the way we walk is different. The way we talk yeah. is different, yeah. you know? And, and that's not cheap. Right. You know, that's not cheap. Right. When I, when I had that revelation, seeing the trajectory of the presence of God from Old Testament to new and realizing that, wait, okay, at a certain point it was in the tent of meeting. Mm. At a certain point it was in the tabernacle and the tabernacle is in the middle of Israel. And then it was in a temple and then it, and then it was in Jesus. Wait a second. Mm. Now it's in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives in me. Yeah. I'm the ending place. I'm the yeah. landing place. Yeah. You know, and when you realize that, you realize, oh my gosh, what a gift. One could be blessed and not feel blessed. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. We, you could be in you could be a friend of God and not 
feel like a friend of God, yeah. which is why we got to practice it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Have you heard John Eldridge talk about us being the temple lately? Because he talks about how Jesus says in the end, the temple will be destroyed. Mm. And so he's like, are we in the end times? What does that have to do with our bodies? What yeah. is going I mean, it is. Yeah. He's doing some work so around good. being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's totally. really interesting. Yeah. And it changes the way you live. And this is what, like I mentioned in the book, like the pregnancy has taught me. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you first get pregnant, they tell you, you they told me I could do none of my favorite things. <laughs> you know? Like, like what? Like um, the third cup of coffee, yeah. saunas, um, sushi, like <laughs> every, so I'm like, okay, so everything I love. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or this little blip <laughs> in the black and white screen. Like I don't, you know, and. That I cannot feel. That I cannot That has not feel. changed my life. Exactly. That I do not love. Yeah. Right. And then I remember when I felt her for the first time this revelation just downloaded to me, realizing, wow, I really could have done all those things and acted as if she's not with me. And that would have hurt her. But because we're bound by blood, she would not just walk up and leave. Wow. Because we're bound by blood, this innocent, blameless soul would be hurt, would feel the effects of my actions, but she will not walk away and leave. And in the same and similar way, we're bound by the blood of Jesus to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we realize, wow, the Holy of Holies is in me. Yeah. And that costed something. Yeah. When you have an awareness of that on your day to day, how you think, how you talk, how you live completely changes. When you talk about practicing the presence of God, practicing friendship with God, yeah. I love how you lean on that practice part so much because it makes Mm -hmm. me feel like I can't do it quite as wrong as I think I could. I think it feels hard to say, go be friends with God. Like, what is he like? I don't know. Like, what is it like? Are we going to watch football? Like, what is it like to be friends, friends with God? Yeah. But will you talk a little bit about what it means to practice? I mean, you do such a beautiful job, even when you're describing the spiritual rhythms of going like, these, these are all just practices for us. Yes, absolutely. I like to say it's practice, not performance. Yeah, that's good. So when people go into it thinking, I have to perform, I have to feel a certain way, I have to become a super Christian after right. this. Um, no. Yeah. Right? We're just practicing. And I remember when I first met my husband, I mean, he was, uh, he was great. But, I mean, 18 years later... He could walk into our house and I could recognize his presence mm. simply by his footsteps, simply yeah. by the way he breathes, the way yeah. um, he shuffles around. You know, there's a familiarity that is built. Why? Because we've practiced each other's presence for 18 years. Wow. Right. And so with the Holy Spirit, I would say, don't be so discouraged if you're not sure what's going on mm. as you practice Thanksgiving, as you as you practice giving him a sacrifice of praise, which is yeah. praising him when you don't feel like it. Yeah. Praising him when you are in pain. Uh, That's why I'm glad other people write songs for us. I'm yes. like, I'll just put it on. Yeah. I don't know how to come up with it, but I can sing the desert song all day long totally. because she wrote it for me first. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And grieving and all these things, practicing it and just trusting that, hey, in it, in in some years time, yeah, you'll look back and you'll yeah. be so glad you sat in that silence. Yeah, you'll be so glad that you stayed an extra five minutes, even when you felt like you were just talking to dead air. Yeah. You'll be so glad because a familiarity will be built. With I mean, friend. do you? I felt when I walked in here and was in this house for like eight minutes, I was mm-hmm. like, oh. He's here. Yeah, I feel the familiarness yeah. of God going like, oh, I, I, 
I can tell. Yeah. And so you saying, like, I recognize the shuffle of his footsteps. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's kind of what I felt about the Lord when I came here today. Yeah, totally. It's like, oh, can I do everything here for the next two months? Because yeah. it just feels like oh, yeah. the presence has been invited long before you or I got here. Yeah. And so if that is true in our lives, think about, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the people whose grandmothers are praying for him mm-hmm. or, or the grandmothers listening who've been praying for their grandkids mm-hmm. for years. Totally. We are growing into a place where the Holy Spirit's already been welcomed. Absolutely. Right? So I've just moved into this place. Mm-hmm. What does it look like when we're praying into places to invite the Holy Spirit to yeah. be there? Yeah. I think it's really special when we invite and welcome the Holy Spirit wherever we are. Because, yes, God is everywhere, but he's not welcomed everywhere. Hey. And I think that's really special. Yeah. He's welcomed into certain places. I think the concept of the presence of God can sometimes be confusing because people are like, why do I have to um, intentionally build a friendship with the presence when God is just everywhere? And, yes, God is everywhere, but the concept of presence is this – relational accessibility, Mm. God with us. Yes, he's in the universe. Yes, he's in the stars. Yes, he's everywhere. He's in every atom, but he's also with me. It's a personable presence. And when we acknowledge that, there he is Mm, by the blood of Jesus. I mean, you talk about Joshua in the book. Mm -hmm. I love this. This was another mind-blown emoji moment because you said no one will ever know what happened between Joshua and Yahweh in the tent of meeting. Yep. I mean, that that is this that you're talking about, this yeah. practicing the presence. Yeah. We won't know. I mean, maybe when we get to heaven, we'll get to ask Joshua, like, yeah. how come you came out shiny? What was yeah. happening in there that made your face totally. look different when you came out? Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about even in our rooms or in the room where we pray or mm. whatever— How does it change us to sit with the Lord like that? How does it change us if we're practicing the presence in our own home? Mm. We're praying for our grandkids. We're praying for our kids. Mm -hmm. We are living in the downstream of what our grandmothers and mothers and fathers and grandfathers have prayed for us. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? I'm thinking of this new chair in my house. I'm like, how's it? This doesn't, it doesn't feel the same as my chair at my house. Right. But I'm like, okay, how do I Joshua that chair? That's what I want you to teach yeah. me. Yes. I would. I mean, it's hard to explain because it's mystical, right? Yeah. Which we cannot be afraid of. Right. We Mystics cannot. get the worst rap in they Christianity. Do. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. Did someone, this is me not knowing, did someone mess that up like 40 years ago? <laughs> and now there must yeah. have been mystics that screwed this up for everybody. I, I don't know if someone did, but I would say there is, um, especially in the Western evangelical circles, um, in a way, we kind of like to chew on concepts that we could understand fully. Yes, certainly. You know? Me too. Right, right, right. And um, when we walk into the mystical things, then it's like, then there's fear. Yeah. What if we get it wrong? Yeah. You know, and I get that. And sometimes, in especially in an age where we're constantly telling people, uh, don't depend on what you feel. Yeah. And yet the mystical is something that we feel. Yeah, that's right. right. But then, I mean, the God that we read in the Bible is a God that we've encountered. Yeah. He's an encounterable God. And and what Joshua spent his um, preparation years doing, it wasn't just following Moses and, fo- you know, and figuring out all these strategies and learning how to be a great leader. It was sitting in the presence of God, which eventually became his secret place mm. with Yahweh. And when I say secret place, I don't mean it's a place that is secret, <laughs> but it is 
the depths of your heart that no one will understand. Yeah. You know, wow. it's the part of you that there are no words for, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not saying, oh, we need to keep secrets from people. No, no, no. There is a depth of you that even we, that we do not have the ability to articulate, but the Holy Spirit knows because he's there. He's yeah. with us. Yeah. And when we engage with him, when we sit in that new chair, when we are in our rooms and we're just in that stillness, you have to know you're not abandoned. You're not rejected. You're not being unproductive. But you are engaging with the presence of God in the secret place. And I mean, people, this is not a new um, phrase, but our time in the secret place prepares us for the public place. Mm, right? That's something yeah. that's been said, you know, and for Joshua, that was his preparation just sitting there in that secret place, sitting there in that intimacy with the Lord. If, you know, it's interesting. Um, and you know what? I'll be honest. I don't remember remember the exact Bible verse, but, you know, it, God has secrets. You know, it's, yes. there's, it's God's something to hide and kings to yeah, yeah, sort yeah. out. He has secrets. Oh, boy, we're about to Google yeah. it. It'll make me feel better if yeah, we actually yeah. Google it. Yeah, you could, I mean, going. it's in the Bible. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. in the Bible. <laughs> we're, not her- we're not heretics here. <laughs> But the fact that there are secrets, yeah, the fact that there are more revelations to discover yep. than not just anyone will get by looking at an Instagram meme. Yes, right. It's it's not something that is accessible to just anyone. Yeah. It's unveiled and unraveled to those that just sit with him and give him that time, you know? And so that excites me, you know, like sit in that chair and listen to his secrets, yeah. you know, and, and get into that secret place before you walk into the public place. Um, the verse is Proverbs 25, two. Ah, it go. is the glory of God to conceal a thing, mm-hmm. but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. Yes. So I don't know what br- the that's the NIV, I think. Mm-hmm. But I promise before the show releases to have that verse memorized. That's my promise to you. <laughs> I'm going to memorize that verse before this right. show comes out. That's good. I will have it in my heart. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, ZocDoc. Raise your hand if this sounds like you. You jump on every health trend that comes along on the internet. Yes, that is me. You take all the supplements that your friend's coworker's mom recommends castor oil. Can we talk about it? You go all in on the latest food trends that we're supposed to be eating. But then when you realize it's time to find an actual doctor to speak into your health journey, you're stuck. You don't know who to turn to or where to start. Thankfully, there is an easy solution. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance or are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for. These docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients, not bots. And the average wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is just 24 to 48 hours. That's it. You can even score same day appointments. So go to ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash that sounds fun. ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. And one last amazing partner I get to tell you about, Haya Health. This 
one is for my mini BFFs. If you're looking for a children's vitamin that's actually good for kids and doesn't include a bunch of sugar or gummy junk, Haya Health is the way to go. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk kids should never eat. So that's why Haya was created. The pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin my mini BFFs will love. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then filled with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and more. Plus, your bottle comes with these fun stickers your kids can use to stick on their bottles, so taking their vitamins is just a little more fun. Haya is also sent straight to your door, so you don't have to worry about another thing on your shopping list. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Get 50% off your first order. That's 5-0, you guys. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash that sounds fun. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash that sounds fun and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes or in Friday's AFD Week in Review. So be sure to check those out. Okay, now back to finish up our conversation with Faith. I mean, I think that is such an interesting. I'm also listening to Practicing the Way, mm. the John Mark Homer's mm. uh, podcast and nonprofit and curriculum. And right now is about solitude. Mm. And literally, I'm walking downtown yesterday. I'm like, this is it. I'm getting the solitude. I've been saving these till I got here. And he says, solitude is not have this in your ears as you're walking the streets of Manhattan. And I was like, oh, John Mark. <laughs> It's very personal. But I mean, they are, he literally said the two most powerful forces Mm -hmm. in our spiritual life are community and solitude. Yeah. And everything flows out of that. Yeah. So even friendship with God, Mm -hmm. does friendship with God happen in solitude and in community? Yes. And I would say also, I'm just, I just want to add another thing because I know that there are some that are like, but I'm also never alone. Right. I may not be in community. But I'm also never fully in solitude, especially right. young mothers. Yes. Um, and I think people with roommates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Especially in New York. <laughs> that's right. That's right. The people living around me. Right. Yeah. Totally. And you may be thinking, well, I'm never really quite alone, but I'm also not engaging in community. Yeah. And sometimes we feel like, well, how do I do any of this if I'm never really alone? What if I'm on the subway? Yeah. What if I'm changing a diaper? Yeah. Um, what if I'm just in traffic or something? You know, yeah. well, how do I work at a camp? Right. Work at, I mean, so many things that you don't yeah. ever get to be alone, alone for extended time. Absolutely. Times. And I would say the secret place and our place of intimacy with the Holy Spirit, it's not a vibe. Right. It's not like some energy that we create with our okay. candles, with our uh, beige rooms and, hey. our, you know, Instagram looking All mugs. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, if you have that, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah we wish you, you well. Know, we wish you well. Just but, also. But that's not your secret place. That's not the yeah. holy place. The yeah. holy ground is not somewhere we go to. Mm. The holy ground is wherever we acknowledge the Holy Spirit. That's holy ground. So you could be on holy ground as you're washing dishes. Yeah. You could be on holy ground as you are stuck in traffic. Yeah. Um, it's it's not somewhere that you have to go strive for or go to or get to. It's acknowledging the presence of God wherever you are. Yeah, just I've never thought about what is my Joshua moment mm. of what are the Lord and I doing in the tent that no one else yeah. will know, except mm-hmm. they'll see that I'm different afterwards. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I 
I don't know that I can identify what that secret is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, maybe I, I think I want to, even just for me yeah. or just for me and you. I'll just yeah, text yeah, you, Faith, yeah. and be like, I sorted it, found it. <laughs> it took, me, <laughs> took me some time, but I found yeah, it. Yeah. How do our spiritual disciplines, our spiritual rhythms, things like reading scripture, mm. uh, worshiping, how did those lead us to friendship with God and to that secret Joshua place? Yes. There are the basic pathways like reading the Bible, praising, thanksgiving, grieving, you know, um, contending in prayer, petitioning, so on. Now, how we apply that, though, is different per person. I think everyone is so quick to want a formula. Mm. Like what? Just tell me how to live my life. Girl, me too. I said, I'm like, give me five steps. <laughs> right. And yeah, you know what? Know. There isn't any. And that's isn't any. the flexibility that I wanted to really offer in the book because because um, I've tried that. I know. Annie, I have like 20 unfinished notebooks <laughs> in my house. <laughs> 20 journal duds? Yeah. Oh, they all dudded out on you. Because every time I'm thinking this is going to be it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to be This is the so one with holy. revelation. <laughs> right? <laughs> going to be it. And I, I know, I'll be yeah. honest. Like, I am very terrible at finishing journals. I'm so good at starting them. Right. 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 Um, but also, my problem was I was looking for a formula that worked for somebody else. Mm. You know? And I would say there isn't quite one formula other than try the different pathways in a way that works for you. Wow. You know, if you are a nature gal, which I am not, right? Uh-huh. But if you are, then guess what? Praying while you're walking down a, a, um, a hike tra- hiking trail. I see. I can't even say. You don't it. even know. You've I, never I, even heard of it. Well, how do you, <laughs> one of those trails. I wait. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that might bring you to such a place with God, right? Yeah. I know that's not going to work for me. Yeah. And there are some that feel very um, anxious in a silent room. That's okay. Yeah. Go to a cafe right. and read your Bible there. Right. You know, um, I used to have really bad postpartum depression, really, really bad. So if you were to tell me that the only way I could practice the presence of God is in solitude in my room, I would freak out. Yeah, I really would. I was not in a, a place where I could do something like that. So what did I do? I put an AirPods in my ear yeah. or ear pods at that time, and I would walk around the mall. Wow. And you know, and just the stroller yeah, around the mall. Just walk around and wow. somehow the bright lights, the the busy walking, it really gave the temperature me, control. Yeah. And yeah. it just really gave me a sense of safety. Yeah. Um, and really calmed my nerves. Um, so all this to say, there isn't one method for everyone. Yeah. I encourage everyone to find their God language. Yeah. What works for you? Yeah. You know, everyone has a different love language. Yeah. You know, some likes hugs, some like gifts. You know, for you, it might be running with worship music on. For some of you, it might be literally in your closet, in the darkness, yeah. in the stillness. But whatever it is, it's just the key is making sure that we acknowledge Him in all our ways. Yes. I'll give you my trick on finishing a journal. <laughs> I start in the front and in the back. <sighs> the very last page of every journal so far. Uh-huh is all the single men I meet in that season just to like keep tabs, just trust in God. And then as I work my way from the back, I like work on sermon notes in the back and I work on that. kind. And then in the front, I'm journaling and they run into each other. So I finish more journals because they run into each other, the front and back. So so mine dud out on me too, but I usually have two thirds to work with anyway because I'm writing sermons and single guys in the back to the front. So that's just my today's tips with Annie Faith. That's what I got for you. Okay. 
this book is out in the world. Mm-hmm. People have had it. Yeah. What's the? This is a hard question. Oh boy. Okay. In a hundred years. Oh my goodness. When you're with the Lord. <laughs> yeah. Your legacy is people having friendship with God. Mm. Why is that what mattered to you? In a world where this is the only book you write because the Lord moves you up and over to 50 other things. Because this is your yeah. first one, right? Yes. Yeah. My debut. It's beautiful. Oh. I'm not even sure. I've said that to you before we started. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm not sure if I've said that since we hit record. That's a problem with talking before <laughs> we start. It's a beautiful book. I yeah. found, I think I did tell you this in real life. You said everything. You did not waste a single word. Mm. And every word matters. And I thought that was, I tend to waste words and say in three paragraphs what I could have said in one. <laughs> you do not. Mm. But in a world where this is your legacy, why was friendship with God what mattered to you to write for us first? Yeah, that's such a good question. I would say it's because it's the ultimate thing. Hmm. If we live for the accomplishment, if you're if you're an evangelist and you're living for people to be saved, right? I mean, that's a great thing and it's easy to pass by. But even that will run into its own frustrations. Yes. Even that will have its, have its issues. And so what does that mean for somebody that lives for that? Um, what, when people don't get saved, that you don't know why you're alive? Right. It's just the ultimate thing. Or when they don't stand up and walk forward. Yeah. You put all your energy into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's just the ultimate thing. It's the thing that will matter when he, we see him face to face. And I want to be able to say that we've crowded heaven yeah. with as many friends, friends as possible, you know, not yeah. people that settled with the substitutes. I don't want to say, oh, I, I, um, I brought more people to conferences. Oh gosh. You know, like right. I, I don't want to be able to say, oh, I, um, I got people to look at my Instagram or I got people to listen to other people's podcasts or, you know, like all those are wonderful things. However, really like what's going to matter is mm-hmm. if you could look at him and you could say, I've known you all my life. Yeah. And here we are face to face. That's the dream. Yeah. You know, that's the dream. I don't want, I don't want to distract people to thinking that they're close with God just because they're distracted and busy with more Christian stuff, you know, but I want to be able to at least offer practical pathways for everyone, no matter how low they've been to, to say that I've known him. Yeah. I've known him and now here we are. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for writing this. I just love it. You did one of my very favorite things where your fingernails match your book cover. Oh, yeah. Ma'am, they look so good. <laughs> How long did that take, though? You know, I do this by myself. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Pause everything. You did your own? Yes. Faith. It's just how I save money, honestly. I got four kids. You shaped them in everything yourself? Yes, I did. The fact that you have beautiful almond nails that you self-shaped? Yeah. It's just <laughs> impressive. Oh, thank you. Wow. So you did them yourself. Does it take so long, though, to do them yourself? You know, it's therapeutic for me. You just sit there. Everybody's watching TV or working yeah. on homework or listening oh, to a podcast, and you're just going for it. Yeah. It's gel? Just, um, it's, yes, I use hard gel over. So my natural nails are very brittle, and so okay. I use hard gel over. So you have your own, gel. like, machine. Yes. I use builder gel. Sorry. Girl. Builder gel, not hard gel. That is yes. so impressive. Thank you. They really are beautiful. <laughs> thank you. I, I had no idea. Everyone heard the shock in my voice. I had no idea you did those yourself. I, it is 
I use Olive and June sometimes, but yeah. I mostly let other people do my nails because I can't shape them. If yeah. it was just painting, I think I could do it. I just can't shape them. Should have put them in bio. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I should. yeah, you need to go back and say, by the way, when yeah. you see my nails out in public, come on. So I'm a self-made woman. That's what you need to start saying to people. Um, okay, is there anything we didn't say about the book you want to make sure we say? No, I think we covered it. Yeah, I, it's I beautiful. So. I just oh, cannot wait for people to read it. I can't wait for them to read it. Thank you. Um, okay, the last question we always ask. Mm. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Oh, yeah. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Wandering around Soho. Oh, yeah. Are you going to do it today? Oh, I don't know. Do you have time? I don't know if I have time. My kids are coming back from school. So Tell me why that. Soho. What, what What do I not know? Um, okay, but not on Saturday afternoon. Don't, yes, certainly. Don't, don't do that on Saturday afternoon. You will hate it. Okay, because um, of the amount of people. Yes. Okay. It's the new Times Square. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a new Times Square. And I but I would say um before uh post twenty twenty, but Soho and Golden Hour and you're just walking around with a cappuccino in hand. Okay. And you just wander, you know. Is it shops? I have it it's like fancy shops, right? It's shops, it's cafes, it's a little bit of everything. Okay. I would say it's restaurants, it's but it's just a vibe, you okay. know. It's just wandering around and I love wandering. I do too. Yeah. Do you know literally my team has made space every week that I'm living here that <laughs> literally on my counter it says yeah. write and wander. And there I get to pick. Oh, I mean, yes. my manager, Kelly, was literally like, if you come mm -hmm. home mm. and all you've done is wander, mm. we are fine with that. I mean, it is like amazing. What a team. So, uh, isn't that generous? Yeah. I know. We worked very hard in August and September to let yeah. October and November be shaped this way. Yeah. But it is such a gift because yeah. I love to wander, too. I, I mean, oh, I walked yeah. home. I walked 40 blocks twice yesterday just because I was like I don't 40. have anything else to do and I got to go there and come back yeah. and so I was like I'm, I don't care yeah. I'm not getting on a subway when it's sunny and oh, not yeah. cold because I'm like totally. November is coming it is and I will be like I am freezing and I yeah. don't want to walk outside so I was like I got to do it now yeah so, totally okay Soho I need to hit Soho on like a Wednesday at two. Yeah. Okay. I would say so. Okay, great. Yeah. I'll make it my wander and right time. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Just wandering around. It feels it feels good. Okay, yeah. great. Faye, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for coming over to the studio at Hep's yes. the House. What a dream. I hope you get to use this place more. Oh, absolutely. I hope so too. It's yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for having this. me. And this was so fun. It was so fun. You got to do it face to face. What and I got dream. to look into your beautiful blue eyes. No, while I'm I was so doing grateful. It. So Thank great. you. Oh, you guys, isn't she the greatest? I know. Oh, my gosh. I just loved this conversation. She is just so smart and thoughtful. I just, yeah, I love listening to her talk about the Lord. You are going to love this book. So go grab a copy of Experiencing Friendship with God right now. Follow Faith on social media. Thank her for being on the show. And if you have any questions from this episode, drop them in the Q&A box on your Spotify app if you're a Spotify listener. Or you can send them to us on Instagram at That Sounds Fun Podcast, and we're answering all those there. So if you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, or X, whatever we're calling it these days. Facebook, all the places you may need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Well, listen, tomorrow, what sounds fun to me is I get to hang with our podcast friends, Jordan and Jessica Rice. Remember, they are pastors up in Harlem, and I get to hang out with them tomorrow. I'm so stoked about it. So I will post lots of pictures. Don't worry. Y'all make sure to check it out. And make sure you're following Jessica and Jordan Rice as well. I just love them. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back on Monday with our dear friend, Lisa Harper. We'll see y'all then. Yeah.